This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston, your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Ah, my let's keep it real people. If you've been listening to me for a while, my next guest, my buddy, my mentor, my pal, Matt Labosco, is definitely going to keep it real here. So he has some different points of view that I think are needed in the world. So let me tell you a little bit about them, just in case you haven't heard them. Matt is a licensed conscience transformation trainer. He's an energy practitioner and a movement therapist. He works with individuals all over the world through his private practice, classes, and workshops. Matthew has studied with some of the most revolutionary and progressive health professionals in the fields of psychology, meditation, physical rehabilitation, and nutritional science. His multidiscipline approach has empowered individuals from all over the world to access a life of health and vitality they didn't realize was possible. Welcome, Matt. Hello, Sandy. Great to be here with you today. Uh, so, you know, we, me and Matt were talking because he's been on so many times and we love having him on. And today's topic was dealing with anxiety and stress, but nobody really has that going on right now. So, Matt, maybe we want to switch to something else. Totally. Yeah, I think this is really not a good timing for this talk. <laughs> There's like lots of pure joy going on out there. Yeah, we should just talk about how to expand into that more. So, Matt just got home from a conference and I was saying... <laughs> So how was your flight? Because he just got in on Wednesday and he was like, awesome. And he's like, well, why wouldn't I think that way? So tell us about that, Matt. Tell you about what? About your attitude was like a great flight and, you know, woo. Well, you know, all this went down when I'm out of town in Denver. You know, yeah. I was out there for a weekend and, um, you know, things unfolded out there. And so I don't. And again, this is a lot of the training for the last seven years that I've been inside of and how I've been orienting to things. Like, yeah. And we'll talk about this today. There's never a reason not to experience any emotion that comes up, meaning you can, you can feel afraid, you can feel anxious, you can feel all the things. And it's not about not feeling some of the things that are happening right now. But what I have learned and trained over the last seven years is it doesn't have to be that way. Like, yes, it's okay to feel what we're feeling, but because of what's happening doesn't, doesn't sentence us to feeling anxiety. And so I'm out there. Yes, things are happening. I may not be able to get back home. Like, this is what's happening. So that I can name that. Okay, except that's what's happening. I have no control over what's happening. What I do have control over is how I respond to what's happening. And so I said, okay, well, what's the opportunity here for me? Uh, well, the opportunity is to, you know, um, be present and, and see what uh, what's there for me that might come up throughout the weekend and so on and so forth. Hey, like, what's the opportunity? Honestly, I've never seen planes as clean as I've seen them this, this past uh, couple, uh, this last week. Like, the planes were spotless. The, the, air, the airports were empty. I bet. I had, I had my own row. 
uh, everybody was very nice, and you know what I mean. Like it was, it was a, actually a quite pleasant traveling experience. Um, I bet. Yeah. So why not enjoy that? Yeah. Like there's like I, there was no rush. Like I got to my car, no problem. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that I'm ready to go travel right now because that's just not the thing to be doing right now for lots of reasons. But but that was the situation I was in. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to have this be uh, – I'm going to bring peace, acceptance, inspiration, joy to the rest of my weekend and the time I have here with these incredible people at this incredible program that I was at. And, you know, I'm going to manage whatever happens, you know, in the way that I – like there is no scenario where being anxious and panicked is the thing to – is the consciousness or intelligence you want to align with. I don't care what's happening. Like being anxious and fearful and panicky, no matter what's happening, is never going to serve. There's never a good reason to be, to be anxious, paranoid, and fearful. Like even if there's something to address like what's happening in our current world, being anxious and paranoid about it is not going to help us hit the mark that we're trying to hit. It okay. never will serve us. But a lot of times we listen to fear, we obey it, as opposed to acknowledging it's there, it's okay that it's there, it's not, it's, there's no such thing as living fearless, that's BS. Okay. But hey, I can align myself with peace, acceptance, you know, gratitude, like I can align myself with a different consciousness, intelligence, and I can address what's happening. Okay, so you said at the beginning, you know, that it's all there, you know, it's, you're going to be anxious. You're going to feel afraid. It's part of being a human. Mm-hmm. But yes, it doesn't serve you well. We got that, right? Logically, you know, we always talk about this. You understand that there's no point on being anxious and panicky. But for a lot of people, that's hard to get to. And some circumstances, like you say, raise it up more than others. And I would say right now, don't you think it's heightening more than most times? I think the fear and anxiety that was already there for people, because if you're really honest with yourself, whatever, like the fear and anxiety you have about what's happening in the world right now was just focused somewhere else before this happened. So it's a pattern of anxiety and fear. And, and you can think about it. Like if you, if you, if you think about people in your life, like you could accurately predict, Oh my God, I know how this person's going to respond because you know, they have a pattern of being anxious already. So this is going to amplify their pattern of anxiety times a billion because now it has a lot of fuel to justify the anxiety. But that was there before it happened. So, so what's happening right now is because of what's happening in the world, the patterns of fear and anxiety or whatever was there prior to coronavirus or COVID, whatever, like they're just being illuminated in a more profound way. So it's not that this thing called coronavirus is causing the anxiety. It's amplifying and illuminating what was already there for people. Okay. So that's a big one, Matt. That's a big one to take in. Yes, but what, if, you, if you actually take that on, it actually gives you power. Because it's like, oh, this is my pattern of fear and anxiety. Because if I own that, then I can shift it. If I live with the context called, I feel this way because of what's happening, then the only way to step out of the experience is to get the thing to stop happening. And that, like, you have no control over that. And so it actually propels the fear and anxiety. Like, it's, it's a perpetual spiral of, 
of fear and anxiety because you can't control what's happening. Okay. And then you play anxiety's favorite game called What If. Oh, yeah, my God, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a fun game to play, right? And that just, again, it fuels the, it puts the, it, 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 it fuels the fire of anxiety. But if you can get to the place called, hey, the experience I'm feeling right now is happening within me and I can own that. Right. And it doesn't mean you disregard what's happening. It doesn't mean you're, you're, you're dismissive about what's happening. It doesn't mean that what's happening doesn't need to be taken seriously. It doesn't mean any of those things. Right. Right. Like you said, it doesn't mean you go running out and travel. Exactly. And oh, right I don't now. care. I don't, I don't care about this is like, like people, like that's another way people manage fear. Yeah. Is yeah. they just, they attack it by saying, I don't care. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. there's the people that are hiding in their closets. Like right. that's the same pattern, just expressed in a different way. Yeah. Two different extremes. I got Correct. you. Correct. And you're right. We all right now, you know, the people you want to talk to and you're like, no, I don't want to talk to them exactly. right now. Exactly. You got it. Right. Exactly. All right. So I always ask people for questions, Matt, before I bring my guest on. Awesome. And so we're going to hit you with one of the big questions. You ready? Mm-hmm. Matt, do you watch the news? Uh, I am selective about the ways I engage with the news in these scenarios. So I stay informed um, and I name the way I'm going to be informed. So I might say, you know what, I'm going to tune in to a couple of places that I feel like I can trust to give me what the facts about what's happening. And I'll check in on that once a day. Um, for five minutes or twice a day for five minutes just to be informed. But that's it. Yeah. Because right. I don't need all of the narrative about what's happening. Because that right. is not all it is, in my opinion, is just creating the mass craziness that's occurring here. Um, I mean, it, what's kind of funny is like this idea of I need to stockpile because like where there's a fear of running out of supplies. Mm-hmm. If you really think about the very fear of, of running out of supplies is the very thing that causes us to run out of supplies. Oh. Because people are now running to the store and emptying the shelves. So now, okay. because people are terrified of running out of supplies, because that's the focus, that's the very thing that creates that scenario. Okay. You me? So yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, on the yeah, news yeah. and say, hey, there's a shortage of this and a shortage of that. Like, like All it does is perpetuate the very thing we're afraid of. So... When you ask me the question about news, I mean, I'm not a big news person because yeah. I, it's just not something I engage with. But right. in a time like this, it is important to be informed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so I do connect to um, the people that I know are staying informed or connect to the media that I feel like can give me just, hey, here are the facts. And I just tune into that maybe once or twice a day. Really, I find because I'm talking to people like all day long yeah. and I'm in contact with my team and, and my colleagues, I'm informed through them. They're giving me updates. I'm yeah. staying informed. So honestly, I have not watched any news in, in since any of this has gone down. Well, the reason that was a big question is because people know I don't watch the news, but I'm the same way. But I also live in a house where my husband and son watch the news and then, like you said, and colleagues inform me and I'll tune in a little bit just so I can stay updated. Yeah. It's important to stay informed right now. There's no question about it. You don't want but, to ignore what's happening. 
But before this, I probably didn't do any news at all. Do you know what I mean? Like I wasn't a news person. Yeah, I, I, I would fall into that category as well. Okay. And... But there's a difference to me of being informed and watching the news. Those are two different things. You're right. You're right. Because when you watch the news, you go, and there's another you're one, and there's nar- another one. You're getting right. narrative about what's happening. You're not getting what's happening. Those gotcha. are different things. So say that again, just to, let's clarify that. Yeah. So you're getting the narrative of what's happening, not what's happening. Okay. Do you follow me? Like I'm getting a perspective on what's happening with most news and I'm not just getting what's happening. Like I, I, as a matter of fact, my son, he's 11, you know, and so he's managing this and figuring this out as well. And so I said, Christian, look at this. It was something that came up on, I think, uh, the new, like, I can't remember where it was. It was something he was looking at online or something, and it said coronavirus scare in yeah. Jupiter or something like that. And I go, Christian, this is, this is going to be funny. Ready? We're going to click on this thing. Now, what does that title want? What does the title of that want to make you do? Oh, I want to click on it. Exactly. That's, that's number one. Like, I've taken courses on how to write headlines to get people to click on it. Like, there's a reason why it's written that way. Right. And that yeah. is written yeah. that way. And every single day, you're going to see something like that. But when you actually click on it, and we clicked on it, it was very funny. I go, Christian, I bet you when we click on it, there's actually nothing that they're actually reporting that's significant. Do you want to bet? And so we clicked on it, and it literally said, uh, so-and-so is afraid of getting coronavirus. Stop it. It was insane. Okay, See, so, but yeah. this is my point. Like, yeah. like, this is the kind of stuff that people are ingesting all day long. And what it does is it just feeds that fear and anxiety. And again, I'm not saying that there aren't important things for us to be informed about right now. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. But boy... It's easy for the anxiety and fear that is already there to have a feeding frenzy on this thing. And got to remind you, the TV and the networks and the media, they want one thing from people. You to tune in. Okay. That's it. Like if you just call a spade a spade here, that's how they get paid. They need people to tune in. So okay. how do you get people to tune in? Hey, you got to stay Fear. tuned. You got to stay informed. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you don't know what's coming next. Like make sure 24/7. We have you. We've got your back. We can keep you safe. Like this is you. what being being, you know, dished out there. No, you're right. Yeah. I mean, uh, you're preaching to the choir here, but it's nice to hear another person's point of view. That's the same way because I think But how about this? This is another question that I got. Mhm. I am a firm believer in the same thing in that you don't want to keep repeating it over and over and over again. All right. Once you got the facts, like whatever you can do, like talk about other things, things that make you happy, you know, whatever you can do, you don't have to talk about it all day long. I don't think it's a healthy thing, but what do you say when someone says, well, maybe that's the person's way of dealing with it to just talk about it over and over again. Is there an upside of that? I don't know what the outcome is they're trying. I don't say there's anything wrong with anything anybody does. But okay. if someone says to me, I'd really like to not feel anxious all day, yeah. I would say that's probably – that strategy is not going to get you there. Okay? So but, you don't – go no, ahead. But if someone was like, yeah, this is how I deal with it, I don't know what that means, number one. 
Um, when someone says this is how I deal with it, all I hear is this is what I do. This is all I know because it's all I've done. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, okay. so, so that's great. So if that's working for you, have at it. I mean, I'm good with it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. But if, if it makes you create, feel better, right. But, but, if, but it's yeah. an illusion. Like, like that's like a Coke head saying Coke makes me happy. Oh, okay. I wouldn't call the net experience of, of snoring Coke every day a happy, joyful life, but whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? But they believe <laughs> that it's helping them. Stop it. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. I'm, it's, to me, it's no different. Hey, oh, talking my... about why I'm anxious and talking about why I'm anxious and talking about why I'm anxious, it helps me. It really helps me. Oh, my gosh, it really helps me. I need to talk about it. It helps me. It helps me. It's like, helps you what? Matt, you sound like you're on cocaine now. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, helps you what? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? Oh, my gosh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. I'm, not, I'm being dead serious. Like, I know you are. How I know is you it are. helping? I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, it, 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 all your I, I you got to talk because I'm laughing over here. Like I can't. Like I don't. I think you expressed it better than me because I feel as if yes. Sometimes, like you said, we talk about this all the time. It's important. You need to get it out in that moment. But then once you just keep saying it over and over again and people say, well, that's how I deal with it, you're right. That's just what they know to do. That's what they've always done. It doesn't mean it's serving them well, you know? Exactly. Oh, how about this other one? This, this, let's just jump to question five. (laughs) The person says, well, what about my friends who call me because I'm that person to call and they just dump on me and then is it possible that they do feel better even though I feel like a suckwad they didn't yeah, say I mean, they didn't say suckwad it was even worse I got than it. that I got yeah. It. Yeah, yeah I mean well again like if if you want to be someone's Tylenol then sure and is it possible that the other person feels better like whoo got that feel, off my well, chest again, if you were to smoke a joint or do a line of coke or oh my coke, god we're doing a lot of drugs during these no, times no, no but it's the same thing Or I take an Advil, does it make me feel better? I I really can we go back? Can we go back? That is the same as a if I can dump my shit on you for a second, I'll feel better for a moment. Are you sure I don't feel better with Advil? I mean, I'm really for ibuprofen. <laughs> well, it, it, again, there's a place for everything, but it depends yeah. on what the goal and objective is. If I'm looking for some short-term relief of pain, which is where most people are, most people opt out of short-term pain for long-term suffering, as opposed to managing the pain short-term and signing up for long-term you know, peace within themselves. Like, we are wired to opt out of short-term pain for long-term suffering. So it's easier for me to, like, do this thing that makes me feel better in the moment to perpetuate the suffering of this thing forever. By the way, grocery stores are really doing well with alcohol sales. Well, again, right? I mean, you should see, like, what places are sold out or empty, what shelves are empty in Colorado. Oh. All the, 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 the pot stores. I mean, they're booming. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, yeah. Colorado, LA, uh, California. I mean, that's booming. Medical marijuana, baby, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Colorado, it's, you know, it's medical. You can just walk right in there and get whatever you want. Oh, that's you want. right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that pretty much answered that question. All right. So (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about even if you're not like completely over the edge and people are in their homes with their families. And I'm going to just qualify this with, with this question number nine. I love my kids, but, and the woman is saying that she has a long question, but basically she's a working mom and she loves her kids and she's never the mom that wanted to, could stay at home. It would drive her crazy. And now she doesn't know how to cope because it's not like she hates her kids. She loves them, but they're all in a house and dealing with that anxiety and stress is, you know, take them out of wax. What can they do to help there? And I don't mean completely bizarre. You know what I mean? I'm just about being in the home setting, Matt. Yeah, I mean, at, at any time like that or where we're at, it's important to focus on what we have control over, right? Like when we try to control things that we have no control over, which basically fall into three categories, okay? If you're trying to control what happens, that's going to that's going to create a lot of anxiety, frustration and disappointment. If you try to control other people, like this this goes this is a rule of thumb regardless of what's happening right now. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. If you try to control other people, that's not going to go well. If your focus is on trying to get someone to do something or not do something, that's going to be challenging. And the third thing is trying to control how other people feel. Right? Like like those three things are definitely a way to make sure that you're inside of a certain experience of anxiety, disappointment, and frustration and overwhelm too. Like that's definitely one of the things it's a rule for overwhelm. Like over in order to feel overwhelmed, you have to be focused on something you absolutely have no ability to control. That's overwhelm, right? So the reason why that person is overwhelmed by the situation is because she's focused on one, if not all three of those things. Okay. 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 Yeah. If she was to focus on, okay, this is what's happening. Okay. Number one. Second yep. thing that yep. I would invite people to do in a situation like that is to orient to it as I, I acknowledge this is a temporary. Oh, that's I a good idea. That, yeah. That's a great yeah, idea. Yeah. This is, this is a temporary thing. We're not defining what temporary means. But if we just orient to it as this is temporary, it creates a certain context to operate inside of. Like if I look at the current situation and say, you know what, this is temporary, it will pass. And I hold that context, regardless of how long it actually takes, it puts me in a place to think clearly and to be in a place of of, of clarity and, and be a place of peace. If I orient to it as, I don't know when this is going to end, this is terrible, oh my God, I just want to stop. Yeah. It puts you in a completely different mindset that's going to have you doing things that probably don't make sense. Okay. You're, okay. When you're in that context of, oh, shit, what, what can I do? What can I happen? Your brain goes into fight or flight. And when your brain's in fight or flight, it's only looking to alleviate pain in any moment. Okay, and that's when we need the, 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 the pill or I need to call and bitch, moan, and complain to somebody. Like, I need the thing that makes me feel better in a moment. That's how the brain works. But if I could go to, hey, this is temporary. It will pass. Like, I can accept that and orient to that. And yeah. here is the experience that I choose to orient to through this. Hey, I choose to orient to, um, like, having a time with my kids that I wouldn't have otherwise. 
I choose to show up in a place of peace and acceptance. I choose to 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 um, really just enjoy the time that I have with my family. I I have the time to do some things I wasn't able to do prior to. Like there's a way to look at the situation that has you focus on what you actually have control over, which is how you the experience you want to have in that space. You don't have control over anything else. Okay. Is that so fair? yeah, that's fair. So can you just give a little tip? Let's let's say okay, they understand that and they get it, but still in all, sometimes it's just like too much. Like I heard some guy say to me, "We're not used to all three working from home, right? So the kids doing his online school stuff, the mom's working, the dad's working, and they can hear each other." Mm-hmm. And it's just like, "Oh my god, like what can you do in that instant?" You know, because you're just well, that step one, again, is to, and again, it takes practice, okay? Acknowledge that you're not feeling the frustration because of what's happened. Like, you okay. got it. You really got to train that. Because as soon as you believe you're feeling what you're feeling because of what's happening, you're screwed. All right, so let me just clarify. You're not feeling frustrated because you can hear everyone talking at the same time. No. Okay, Matt. Go forth. Okay. Listen up, people, because, because, because I know this is a big thing. Because now, and Here's the thing that I want to just clarify. You, people will say, no, Matt, it is what? And I would say, okay. So just get them to stop doing that. <laughs> try your strategy. Let me know how it goes. If it doesn't work, then we can try mine. Okay. See what I'm saying? So this idea that my, my, my experience of life is dependent upon what other people are doing is why the world is anxious and frustrated. Okay. So if you're ready to try a different strategy, I'm not, you can be skeptical about it, but I would definitely try it and see if it creates something different. All right. I, so listen, peeps, we got nothing to lose right now. We're all together <laughs> in this. We're in the same boat or the same home. And I'm going to throw this out there. Some of this stuff I know for most of yours, you're like, what the heck is Sandy's guest Matt talking about? He is completely out of his mind. And maybe, but let's just give it a chance because I feel like this is a great opportunity for us to have some self-growth, self-development. And Matt, what can we do right now? Let's start it. Let's say, okay, I realize in this situation, that's not why I'm frustrated. So I told myself that. That's number one. Step two. So step two, just just take a deep breath, like align with your with the experience you want to have. Like just center <clears throat> yourself. Like And again, take that deep breath. Like understand again, this isn't Matt's opinion. The way your brain operates is you cannot be in a frustrated, anxious, overwhelmed, fear-based state when you're breathing a, a deep four-second breath in, pausing, exhaling, pause. If you do that for even 10 to 15 cycles and really focus on taking a deep breath in, you shut off fight or flight in your brain. And so I want to say it definitely works. Can I just say that? It, like, I can tell <laughs> and you, you know that because of stream situations, right, Sandy? Right. I I've always that. done my breathing exercises even before Matt meditate breathing. But you guys know when my, the crap hit the fan with my neck, I was just like, I can't, I can't, Matt. Like I was just in such a place, and he just kept saying, "I just want you to focus on one thing, just breathe." And I'd be like, "Are you sure? Don't even think about anything. I just need to get you to breathe." And let me tell you. It worked. And I, I went kicking and screaming, didn't I? <laughs> you did, but you, but you did it. And that's fine. Like, I'm fine with people kicking and screaming. 
that's okay. I well, I kept that. thinking it can't work. Like I mean, exactly. And, I and I was someone that breathed all the time and meditated. But when the, when it really got stuck with so much pain, I'm like, you just want me to breathe, and that's going to save me. I'm going to come kill you. <laughs> I do remember those calls, yes. Yes, do you remember those calls? Yes, going, I I'm going to kill you. And, and he would say, it has nothing to do with that and all this you're experiencing. And Wait, wait, can I tell my favorite line? Sure. I'm not sure what that is. My favorite line, I was in severe, like, oh, my God, crumbled into a ball saying, okay, God, I believe in reincarnation. Can I come back as a football player, right? I want to be a quarterback because I think it's really neat that – Football players have the camaraderie and smack guys' asses. This is a whole thing I had in my head, right? <laughs> and so, whole nother story. But Matt says to me, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy the universe is delivering this to you in this way. Now, can you imagine? Like, I am so happy for you. And he said, yeah, this is when I say this, but I'm in Florida and you're in Philly. Right? <laughs> but you meant it. Well, I did because you told me there was a very specific thing you were trying to create within yourself, which is an unshakable state of joy and peace within yourself so you can share it with the world. I said, well, great. Here it is on a platter. Like this is a place to train that within yourself that few people have the – like if you can create that now with what's going on, you just hit the mark. Yep. And so the breathing, which is what I want to get back to – really that's you said that's all i want you to do remember that that's it just and it works so when go through just a little bit more so they can really hear the four-part breathing because some people really don't know yeah so if you if for anyone who's listening now if you just literally just like if you're sitting in a chair put your feet on the ground hands gently placed in your lap and And just take a huge deep breath in through the nose to the point where you're filling your lungs to like max capacity. And when you feel like you've inhaled as much as you can, inhale a little bit more, then hold it for a second. And then breathe out of your mouth and just relax the body. This is good. This is good because most people aren't commuting right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And and so take another one and really fill those lungs up. And and you want to like focus on your breath in a way that you're so present with the inhale that see if you can be present when the inhale ends and the exhale begins. See if you can be aware of that transition. And then follow the breath down, all the way down, all the way down. And as you, every time you exhale, just allow the body to relax a little bit more. And after you do that two or three times, just put your tongue on the roof palate of your mouth. And just, again, gently breathe in through the nose and you can count to yourself. Inhale, two, three, four. Pause, hold the breath. Exhale, two, Three, four, pause, hold the breath. And just do that breathing maybe two or three cycles and just have this idea of following your breath, lengthening it as much as you can, slight pause, exhale slowly, slight pause. And again, you can count to yourself with your breath. Inhaling, two, three, Four, pause, exhale, two, three, four, pause. And I'm telling you, at the very least, the whatever the fear or anxiety was that you were inside of, 
I promise you it didn't it didn't expand and most of the time it will decrease it and for many people it will completely eliminate it because physiologically you cannot hold a state of fear in the brain when you breathe that way so would you recommend like it doesn't matter the amount of time I know like I've always thought 90 seconds or doesn't matter no, I, I think what's most important is consistency of executing this. So if you are inside of a practice where you're just doing five minutes of breathing or even two minutes of breathing every day consistently, what, what you create is the ability to center yourself in these situations. What happens is we do the breath when the shit's hitting the fan. And so we haven't really trained it for that scenario. It's like starting to play tennis and your first match is against Roger Federer. Like, that's not going to go well. Right? Like, it'll be yeah. a great experience for you, but you're probably going to get your ass kicked. Right? So instead of playing Roger Federer the first time you start playing tennis, play, like, hit the ball against the wall a couple times first. Do you know what I mean? Like, you got to train this in scenarios that aren't extreme so that you can you can call on it in extreme scenarios. Yeah, and and if the kids are just getting on your nerves, that's not even extreme, but it's a good, it's a good no, way. It's, it's a great place to train. Trust me, yeah. I have two kids, and I completely understand that. And so here's the place: once you're in a state of being centered, once you're able to access, then you can address the situation. I'm not yeah. saying that now you should be able to tolerate like it's okay that everyone's talking. Like if that's happening in my house, like right now we've got the kids home. I work from home. Like so, what we had to do, even I sat down and said, okay, let's define the experience you want to have with the kids over the next couple of weeks. I feel like there's a great opportunity here for us as a family. Okay. So what we need to do is we need to set up systems. We got to design systems because I'm in my office. I have calls. I'm going to do this. So let's talk with the kids and let's create a system for them so that they have clarity on, hey, here's what what's going to do. Hey, what are some of the things you guys want to do while you're home? Like what are like I had Christian write out my 11 year old. Hey, what are all the things that you'd like to do during the day? But I had him write it all down. And like, what are the something like? Like, I want to play video games. I want to do this. I want to do that. I like this. Yeah. Like, I'm like, great, man. Let's let's look at what you got. And let's create your day, man. Like, this is an opportunity to create your day. You have a blank slate here. Like, let's create your day, right? Like, I know you want to get better at soccer. These are things you want to do. Well, there's your team has an app that teaches you how to do these skills. Um, you are looking to um, get your Algebra 2 done so you can apply to this this school that you want to do in, like, in high school. Like, he has these things that are important to him. I said, great. I said, Christian, this is an amazing time to leverage so that you can – like hit the marks you're looking to hit. So we sat down with them and said, hey guys, here's the situation. Okay, daddy's working. You guys are home. This is going to be great. We're going to be able to spend some more time with each other. Let's design a system and some structure so that we can hit the mark called, take advantage of the time we have together. And get you guys doing fun things. Now what about your daughter? Uh, Same thing. She's easy. She's five. Okay. Yeah, I mean, same with her. I mean, like the amount of things she's colored and pictures and um, they, they've they been playing games together. 
Like I've I've done coloring with her, so I've I've carved out time. I'm like, all right, Emma, like this is the time where I'm gonna hang with you in the morning, and at night I'll be doing this. But Daddy's remember, Daddy's working, so yeah. when Daddy's in his office, remember, like let's not be in the playroom because the playroom is right outside of my office. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. During those times, they're elsewhere. Yeah, because right. there are people like you. Like you, it's not such a change in your routine. You've been working from home most times. Correct, but not with kids. Yes, that's the, the thing. Do you that, follow me? So, yeah. so it's. But if you look at this, like if if you if you again, step one, this is temporary. So it puts me in a certain yeah. mindset that I don't have to panic. Yep. Step two is what's the opportunity here? Like what's the opportunity? For me to align with, and again, this is why vision and big picture are so important. Hey, what are some of the visions? What are some of the goals I have for my for my family, for my career? Oh, okay. Well, here are some of the marks that I have been focused on prior to the situation happening. So if I oriented the bigger picture, I say, well, gosh, man, some of the things I've really tried wanting to create is more time with family, better connection with them, you know, blah, blah, blah. And oh, what are the things I want to hit with my career? Oh, well. I want to be able to serve people in a greater capacity. It's like, oh, wow, if that's the thing I've always been focused on, whatever's happening right now is happening. How do, what's the opportunities here for me to align with that outcome? And when you can use that as the reference point to, to, to make decisions now, then now we're not reacting to what's happening, and that's what's happening with most people. Most people don't have the bigger picture. They don't have the outcome. They were in survival mode before this happened. Okay. So now survival mode has been amplified. Do you follow I me? I mean, yeah, I, I do. Was I do. Talking some, I've been talking people, like some people, off the ledge. I mean, there was a situation that, I was, that someone was in recently where something happened unexpectedly, and I heard through the grapevine that they were about to sell their house. And I, and I like very gently, like reach, I reached out to them and said, Hey, just checking in, wanted to see how you were doing. And I go, my God, yes, can we create some time? Like blah, blah, blah. And so I said, all right, let's create some time. This is actually like a a close friend, family member of mine that I was, I knew they were about to do something they were going to regret. So I said, Uh so I said, well, why don't we just sit down and talk about your situation? Like, let's, let's get aligned with your vision. Like, what's the big picture here? Like, what's the focus? Use that as the orientation. I said, okay, let's look at the facts. And I literally sat her down and had her write down all her financials, what her vision was. And when she was sitting in a state of clarity and peace, I said, what occurs to you right now? She goes, oh, my God, it would be stupid to sell my house. I go, I agree. <laughs> right? Like, but I let her come to that decision. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell her not to sell her house. I just yeah. said, okay, she's panicking. What, she, what occurs to her to do in this moment is not going to get her where she wants to go. So she needs to remind herself, hey, what's the big picture here? And just look at the facts of what's happening. Gotcha. Do you follow me? This yeah. is why big picture, the the vision that you know you've heard me talk about maybe on other calls, or I know you've, I know you and I have talked about it plenty. Like this is why having that that north star is so important. It's it's no different than being on the sea, and there's a reason why they always look for the north star, right? Yeah. Because if their boat gets spun around, if they react to the boat spinning, it's going to create more spinning. But if I go, no, 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 where's the North Star? Okay, let's orient to that. And yes, this is happening. We're in a storm. But let's orient to that star because it'll, it will make sure we get to the star. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right because I'm thinking of the different individuals and who is behaving in different ways. And people that had this uh, – all right, the ones that I know that always had this big – 
passion to serve others and spread love and joy, they're in a whole different mindset. I mean, they're still, I'm not saying they're not scared and they don't have fears and anxieties, but it's not, it's not taking over them. And what I think is a great idea, Matt, is they're trying to get together and do calls and webinars with like-minded people so they can stay in that zone, which I think is an awesome idea. Totally. You know, to get them there. All right. And by the way, beautiful explanation. I love it. I think it, it really helped clear things up for my listeners. All right. Here's another question I want to make sure I get in. I can't make sense of it. I want to make sense of it. How can I make sense of it? It just keeps going on the same way. I kind of know what you're going to say, but go for it. Make sense of what? What's going on in the world right now. That's ridiculous. You can't. There is no sense to it. Okay, do some explanation. Like you can't certain things you just can't explain, and 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 here's the here's the and you can't make sense of right. But, but here's here's also the, the the belief that's in that statement. They believe that if I understood it, I wouldn't feel the way I'm feeling, and that's not true either. Okay, like like, like understanding something, and this is where I'd say some traditional um, models miss the mark. There's this idea of if I understand why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, that will help me in some way. And it yes, won't. that's a big thing out there. Yes, it's a huge thing out there. I mean, there's years of talking about why you feel anxious in some modalities that just ensure you'll be anxious forever. So there's this idea that if I can make sense of what's happening in some way, that's going to make me not feel the way I'm feeling. And yeah, it'll calm just, me down. Yeah. yeah, and that's just not true. It doesn't do anything. Like you might get a momentary, oh, finally I understand why it's happening. And then you'll just be anxious about it. Right? Like it's not going to change anything. So there are certain things that there is no explanation for. We don't have the capacity to understand why things are happening, which is the very, another reason why we don't want to focus on them. Okay. All right. I mean, I think that's fair enough. So what would you recommend? Like, let's go through a couple of the steps, too. If you were coaching them and they said, I can't make sense of this, Matt, what's the first thing you would say to them? Well, I, like the first thing Same I said thing. to you was make right. sense of what? Yeah. Like, define what it is that yeah. they're trying to make sense of. Because I bet you if I ask that person that question, they don't even have an answer to that very clearly. They don't okay. even know the answer to that. That's what I find when I ask people qualifying questions. Well, make sense of what? Well, I don't know what's happening. Well, can you be more specific? What do you mean? What is happening? Can we define what's happening? Got you, got you. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Because a lot of people yeah. are saying these things, but they're not really defining what they're even saying. And I feel like just asking them, well, what exactly are you worried about? What are you yeah. trying to make sense of? Why there's a why the coronavirus is here? Like, like what is it that you're trying to make sense of? Okay. Fair Do you enough. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like yeah. that would be where I would start with them. And then based on their answer, and I said, okay, well, let's say you understood everything about what you were concerned about. What I would say to them is, what do you believe that would provide you? What do you believe you'd have access to if you understood everything? Okay. Right? And, yeah. And usually what they would say, something like, well, I just feel better. And I go, well, can we define feel better? Like, what do you mean by feel better? Uh, I, I wouldn't be worried anymore. Okay, great. Well, what would you be if you weren't worried? Uh, I, I would have a sense of peace. Okay, great. Well, why don't we just focus on peace and not the thing that you believe is going to create peace for you? Because okay. it's not. Okay, I get it. That would be a kind of a, a general steps that I would take someone through that way. I mean, I'm, does that is that helpful? Yeah, yeah, it is very helpful. And I, 
I pretty much knew the answer. Like you, you, there's some things you just, you can't make sense of, you know, and don't try. It's not going to be helpful. There's, there's no point to it, but I like the way you said it. All right. So let's back up a little bit. I'm just scribbling, scrabbling some of the questions when you were talking about, and I think I would love to elaborate a little bit before we have to wrap up here. When you, you were saying that the anxiety is already there, the fears are already there, right? You know, it's just now... It's nothing to do with what's going on. It's just being heightened. Is that correct? It's being illuminated. Okay, illuminated. Like highlighted, you mean? like Yeah, like if someone has a pattern in their, literally in their consciousness, in their brain, a pattern, and I'm meaning like literally, if you want to think of it like a software in their brain, yeah. that, that let's just call it the anxiety pattern. The anxiety okay. software is there. Okay. When something like this goes on, like that is going to be amplified. So if they okay. have a pattern of being anxious about things or fearful about things, this is going to illuminate that and just okay. give it fuel. That's okay. what I mean by it. So I know that there's just some things you just, if it's that deep, can they figure it out on their own now? Or I mean, or do they need to seek guidance? Because that's a pretty big thing to be aware of. Because like Matt, I'm thinking of, I'm going through and how we're going to help people in the world, right? And what we can give them. And I think the breathing thing is freaking awesome because now they have that and something to deal with. Also saying, just acknowledge that it's, it's a pattern that you have already in you. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say they can get there and say, you know what? I think there's something to what he's saying. There's only one answer to this question. Oh, ooh, okay. I'm ready. It's, it's, it's consistency and intensity of training, training the new state. So if I, the way, the way each individual gets really good at feeling sad or really good at being frustrated or really good at being angry or really good at being anxious, it's because they've trained it. They've trained it not consciously, of course. Yes. They've yes. unconsciously trained it by by engaging in that experience over and over again. So their brain has has felt sadness or anxiety, let's say, for twenty years. And what the brain does is it always is looking to be how to be more efficient. So if I continually engage in this experience of anxiety, my brain actually says, Okay, how do we do anxiety more efficiently? Oh, how do we be sad more efficiently? That's what's happening neurologically. Okay. Right? So it's something that's been practiced. So if I said to you, Sandy, I understand how to hold the golf club. I understand what you're saying. Like I turn my hips, I get my shoulders to go, and then I come down with my hips first, my arms follow, I hit the ball. Like I totally get that. But how do I execute that? What would you say to me? I'd have to show you. You'd have to, you'd say, Matt, you got to practice, man. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd like, have to go over and over and yes, over again, the same thing. Exactly. So if, so, but, but I would have to show you first, and this is the big thing, the right way to do it because yes, you, could be, you could be practicing. Yes, I agree. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, step one would be find somebody who's been able to execute that and has a system that produces consistent results of a good golf swing. Right. So so if there was somebody or a system out there that consistently produced the outcome called peace, the outcome called joy, the outcome called fulfillment, that's what I would opt in for. 
Do you see what I mean? Because I'm thinking there's people that work out all the time. They say work out, but they may not be doing it what's serving their body Correct. well. Do you, you know what I mean? Correct. And so they keep, keep doing it over. So that was my big thing. Like I could say, all right, practice, but you could be practicing the golf swing, which I've seen many people do exactly. the wrong way. Well, I can okay. speak for myself, Sandy. There is no way, okay, that I would be where I'm at today without my mentors, without my teachers, without working with them as consistently as I have if over the last seven years. Like, like there is no question about it. This was not a conversation somebody that I that I had or I read about, and then I just got it. Like, that, yeah, that's not realistic. That's an unrealistic expectation. Yeah, and what you and I have talked about a lot. There's there's a lot of people doing a lot of good in the world, but here's some basic things that you should look for. And I would, I don't want to state them. You state them when you, cause right now there's a lot of people out there, you know, that are looking for things to do for, you know, for self-development and growth. So what are the things they should look for, Matt? Uh, number one, anybody who's, who's teaching you or you're opting in with, um, they should definitely, uh, be, accessing the experience you're looking to access. Okay. Okay. So if they're not there themselves, then I don't know if that would be somebody that I'd opt in with. Right. Um, second thing is, has this person successfully trained others to do the thing that you've been looking to do? Because there are the people that have accessed something, right. But they may not know how to train you to do it. Correct. Because they may not even know how they got there. Correct. Right? So, like, those are the two things. And results. Like, to me, it's results. Like, if you engage in anything, okay, within uh, three months' time, six months' time of engaging in whatever they're telling you to engage in, you should see a result for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? That's the other thing. So, whatever it is you engage with... Like, like, go all in, do your due diligence. Has this person accessed the thing I'm looking to access? Uh, have they been successful at teaching people to access the thing I want to access? And then when I've engaged in over this period of time, have I been able to name the results I've gotten? Like, if you take those, take those steps with anything in your life, like, you'll know very quickly what serves you and what doesn't. You know... I totally agree. And not to toot your horn, but like there's only a couple systems that I really get behind. And one thing that I was really impressed when I met Matt, I was like, um, what do you call it? A guinea pig? Not a guinea pig. What do you call it? We had to do two years of... I was, a, I was apprenticing. Yes. Apprenticing. So was, yes, yeah. yes. So you were somebody that um, was engaging with me when I was going through my two years of training. Right. And it was two years. And that's the fastest someone has gone through it. Most people are in the training for five. So I was very aggressive inside of the training. And it was all like it was for free. Like he had to do this. And and in two years was the fast track of it. And that spoke volumes to me. You you know what I mean? That we're not just putting this out there. We want to make sure this guy is really walking the walk and talking the talk and able to do it with others. So that's incredible. It right, was. I mean, it was an amazing, amazing experience, not only through, for me to be able to hold space for others, but what happened for me there oh was, my goodness. was incredible. Absolutely. So the time I've known you till now, it's like, woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> like it's totally keeps going, ba-boom, 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 <laughs> like next level, next level, next level. But I knew it the day I spoke to you the first time. All right, Matt, 
this has really been helpful. You know, we're going to have to bring you back more. We always have you on. It's always enjoyable. I feel like they always get new tidbits. But before we wrap up, is there anything that we didn't get in that you want to say? Um, no, I just like, I think the, the big takeaway right now is for people just to acknowledge what's happening. And, and this goes for whether it's what's happening with the current climate of the COVID or, or, the or anything, yeah. anything that happens in your world to just separate, Hey, this is what's happening. This is what I'm feeling. And once you can set, start to separate those two things then the next step is, okay, what I'm going to focus on, what I'm feeling, because that's something I have control over. So just start practicing. Hey, this is what's happening. This is what I'm feeling. Gotcha. And how can they reach you? Um, you can reach me um, through the Conscious Transformation website, uh, which is ConsciousTransformation.com. Um, you can also email me at mlabosco at gmail.com. I am actually in the process of doing a lot of free offerings for people. Cool. Um, Five-week classes that are being done virtually online. So um, I just had a group of about 25 to 30 people literally from all over the world on a call with me last night. Norway, Ireland, Hawaii. It was incredible. And just going through some of these simple practices over the next five or six weeks with them. Oh, I love that. To just help them manage what's going on. And it's free. It's just something that I'm doing right now to, to you know, provide people with tools that I feel will super really support them. So if you're interested, if anyone's interested in engaging in that, they can just email me and I can let you know when those offerings are. All right. You think it's going to be soon? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's ones happening. I started one yesterday. I'm starting one next week. We've got things starting over the next couple of weeks. So, um, like, this is something that we're obviously up increasing this, uh, yep. you know, uh, availability because we, we were clear that there's an opportunity here for people to, you know, really empower themselves in a way that they may not have had an opportunity prior to these things. So, we're definitely mobilizing resources and trying to make this available to as many people as possible. I love it. All right, Matt Labosco, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And for my let's keep it real people, I know you got so much out of it. Spread the word. And if you have any questions that Matt didn't get into, you can email me at podcast at sandyjoyweston.com, podcast at sandyjoyweston.com, and I promise you we'll reach out to Matt and we'll get it done. And until next time, toodles. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.